What's up everybody? Dan, Binder Boneyard, catching back up on uh, some of these podcasts. I uh, appreciate you guys listening. Thanks for hanging in there. Um, I do I do appreciate the feedback and I like hearing, you know, people come up to me at shows and tell me that they listen and enjoy them. And I'm still not sure why anybody enjoys these. <laughs> you know, if you listen to enough other podcasts, uh, it's pretty obvious that um, I am not <laughs> cut out to do podcasts. I mean, thank God for Brad and the intro that he did and, and the work that other people put in because, uh, yeah, this, this is pretty low, pretty low on the scale as far as podcasts go. So, uh, yeah, if you guys appreciate these, you know, thank Brad, my, my engineer, I guess you call him. Uh, so yeah. Because these things don't get done uh, on their own. No, Brad Brad does the editing and, and actually puts them out on the platform. So, yeah. Uh, I just sit here and drone on about super boring-ass stuff. So, anyway, uh, it's early morning here. <clears throat> just trying to uh, take advantage of some quiet time before stuff gets going. Uh, it is actually a Saturday. Um, so... You guys probably won't hear this until Monday, but, uh, yeah, it's dreary and rainy and, uh, you know, every day is a work day. So, uh, trying to knock this out before the work gets going. <clears throat> so anyway, I believe I left off with switching trucks, uh, after the black truck blew up on our way to, well, let me back up. Black truck did not blow up. <laughs> that was last year. No, uh, black truck had that sensor failure, sensor problem, and and stranded us in Idaho. Uh, so uh, Steve had come to save us with a red Ford F five fifty that belonged to my folks, and uh, and then we were able to continue on the trip. So this show is just going to be about. Um, show recap as far as, you know, what we did for the two weeks while we were out. So, um, once we hooked up with the red truck, uh, everything went fine. That truck, that truck seems to be fairly reliable now. It didn't used to be, um, it was kind of a lemon, uh, early on. And then, and then after a lot of working out the bugs and replacing things and it, it seems to be more reliable now. So, um, yeah, so red truck got, gets us to Fort Wayne, Indiana. That is where the harvester homecoming show is every year. Uh, they have it at the Fort Wayne, Indiana, uh, international plant, like the original, like where the scouts came from and a bunch of other things were made there. They had the big, you know, the engineering plant and, the and the, all the offices and, and everything it was just a big, it was a big deal. Um, I'm terrible at this. I'm a terrible historian, but, uh, I believe, you know, the original international, um, factories and stuff were in Chicago. Uh, I think that's where they made the tractors and, 
early trucks, I think, came out of Chicago. And then they built the Fort Wayne plant in the early 1900s, I, I think, or mid-1900s. And uh, that's where a lot of stuff came from. And then they expanded, you know, Springfield, uh, Ohio built a lot of the trucks <clears throat> and whatnot. And I think there's still a truck plant in Springfield now. Um, but I could be wrong. Uh, so one thing I like about the homecoming show is that it's, it's about international and it's not about the people that own internationals. Uh, that's the thing, you know, you go to the international shows and you get awards, you know, a lot of them do awards anyways for, you know, best this, best that, you know, best restoration, best whatever. And, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, people work hard at building their show trucks and, and their, you know, their babies, their, their dream cars, sometimes. And, uh, you know, if it weren't for people doing that, we wouldn't have a job. Um, so, you know, of course there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Like th that's cool. I mean, there's some nice stuff out there that people build. And, um, but what I like about homecoming is that it's international oriented, you know, you learn, you get to walk around the plant, you get to take tours of stuff. Um, you know, it might change, if they do it next year, it might change because some of the buildings sold and I think they tore down some stuff. So I'm not sure what's going to happen next year, but, uh, but, uh, this year, you know, you got to walk around. There's a bunch of plant workers come out and tell stories. You get to hear a lot of really interesting details about what happened, um, around there when, um, you know, just when they were in full swing and, and then you, you start to hear how things were operated. It's no wonder that they went out of business. Um, there's so many just like money just pouring out of that place in waste and, and uh, mismanagement and, and, you know, like, oh, we need one of these and just go buy it. And we need five of these. You know, well, we don't really need five of them, but we want to have five for just in case. And, you know you know, my kid needs a job. So we'll just put him on the payroll and hope nobody notices and just all kinds of stuff like that. The, the union contracts were, you know, they were really heavy in, uh, you know, taking care of the employees, which there's nothing wrong with that, but there was some, you know, some abuses that <laughs> probably should have got looked at a little closer. Might've saved him a couple million dollars. Um, but no, the homecoming show is cool. There's a, it's a different crowd. You see a lot of, um, historically important internationals, uh, that, you know, prototype stuff, um, the first, you know, certain models. Um, there were some military vehicles. There were, um, you know, there was one of my favorites, well, let me back up. Some of the one thing about going to shows as as work, you know, as selling stuff and whatnot, is that I don't get to walk around and look at things like um, as a regular spectator. It's really hard to leave our booth 
even when I have help, you know, Josie is there and, you know, thank God for her. But it never fails that as soon as I walk away, someone comes up and they have a question. They want to know stuff. They want, you know, they got to ask me questions about something, whatever it is. And, uh, you know, it, it, it just makes it hard to leave the booth. And, you know, if we're going to drive 2,200 miles across the country, um, I have to make every penny we can. Um, you know, and that's just the, the, you know, the truth of it is that I'm in business. It's my business and (laughs) I gotta make money. I know people don't believe that there's money in this and there, there is when you work really friggin' hard. Um, and I know it doesn't look like work when you just see me gallivanting around the country picking up stuff, but, um, it's work. And so it's hard to leave the booth and just go check stuff out. So when I do get a chance to sneak out, I usually end up walking really fast and, you know, just kind of glancing over it at everything. And, um, one of my favorites from homecoming this year was a cab over like a 30, ah, I think it was a 39 cab over, uh, or COE they call them. And, uh, it had like 14 miles or something, something ridiculously low. Um, because it was purchased by a trucking company and then it got parked in the corner of the shop because of I think the war started like they got, they took it, took delivery of it. And then like the next day the war started and everything got closed up and shut down and, you know, and then after the war, when things started picking back up, they started taking parts off of this truck to keep the other trucks and the trucking company going, uh, because things were scarce. Um, you know, production hadn't come back up for civilian stuff. So there was not a lot of parts available to keep trucks on the road. And so they started robbing the new parts off of this cab over to keep other trucks going. Well, then it became immobile. You know, they took so many parts off of it that it just sat in the corner. Well, this guy bought it in like 1995 from this trucking company it had been sitting in the corner of the shop it forever. And then he did a restoration on it. Um, because even in the Midwest, you know, even if it sits in a garage, it still gets, it still gets, uh, you know, corrosion just from the air and, and, uh, everything else, uh, that just moisture and whatnot. So, um, so it, uh, needed work, but anyways, he put it together and it was period, correct, beautiful, just, it just super nice. That was probably one of my favorites. Cause I have a soft spot in my heart for favorite stuff, but or for interesting things like that. But anyway, so 
showed up to homecoming. We unloaded a bunch of stuff. I was delivering a scout to a guy there, Scott. My friend Scott bought a scout for me, so we delivered it there. Um, delivered some big sheet metal, uh, just stuff like that that uh, we do when we make these cross-country hauls. And then um, sold some stuff. It was a good show. It was definitely worth it. Um, you know, so homecoming is definitely one of those ones you want to go to. Um, and then we decided that we were already three quarters of the way across the country. Let's just finish the drive. And um, my folks have a cabin in um, Maine and or camp, I guess they call it out there they call it a camp they have a camp in maine and uh so we were like what the hell it's only another thousand miles let's just go to maine so we dropped the trailer at super scout specialists in ohio um, because that's where the next show was going to be uh in a week so we dropped the trailer and then headed to uh super scout and I'm sorry, dropped the trailer at Super Scout and then headed to Maine. And so we drove all the way to the middle of nowhere, Maine, right up against the Canadian border. We were way the heck up there, um, just outside of Danforth. Um, so we were, we were way up there. Um, folks have a nice little camp up there, cabin, super cool, uh, pretty peaceful nice lake uh it's east grand lake if you're from maine and uh yeah so we you know paddled around there on kayaks and screwed around for three four days um just kind of relaxing and sleeping in and you know driving across the country is is a little bit stressful but it's even more stressful when you're pulling you know people's projects that they bought from you or whatever and so just it's just a little stressful so it was nice to get some time to just relax and take it easy and and all that um so did all that and started our way back um you know it's neat going through we went through like you go through upstate new york and a bunch of other towns uh i can't remember pennsylvania but just you know some other states so in in the grand scheme we ended up driving all the way across the country because uh well our we're five hours from the pacific ocean where my shop is and we drove all the way to pretty much the farthest eastern point um of the united states and then yeah so all the way across the country so it was a it was kind of a bucket list kind of deal. Um, you know, not a lot of people have been able to say they've done that. And we, we did that. So it was kind of neat. Um, so yeah, head back to Ohio, grab the trailer, head out to Troy, um, the historic airfield there, Waco, uh, Waco airfield, um, in Troy, Ohio, and set up for the, um, scout nationals which is put on by super scout specialists uh among other people 
And um, yeah, I think it's Midnight Star Productions, I believe is what John Glancy's company is. And uh, yeah, so we set up at that show. Um, that show is always really great for us because um, it is really, like I said, this show is about the people, um, you know, the, the people that build them and whatnot. There's a ton of turnout, a ton of people there looking to buy stuff. Um, there were a ton of vendors this year, so the money was spread out. Uh, we still did good. Um, thankfully we've got a reputation now, um, that's continuing to grow around the community, but people know that when they see our trailer set up that you're going to get good, clean, functioning, high quality parts. Uh, you know, and that's what sets us apart from just the swap meet guys. Cause you can tell, you know, the guys that just come out to make a couple bucks and their stuff's all rusty and muddy and it's got dirt falling out of it and stuff. Whereas as ours, we clean them and put it together and make sure it works and package it. And, you know, we, we go a little bit farther to make our, our parts presentable. So, um, you know, we sold a fair amount because people just, you know, they, they wait for us to get there. And yeah, it's, it's crazy how many people are like vultures. And as soon as we open up the doors of the trailer to start unloading, like we don't even have our tent set up. We don't have tables out or nothing. And these guys are circling around. Oh, how much for that? And what are you doing with that? And is that spoken for yet? And, you know, uh, just try to tell them like, Hey, you know, calm down. <laughs> Give us a minute. We'll get it unloaded. And, uh, yeah. So, so national show, uh, is always a good one. We sell uh, quite a bit and talk to a lot of people. Um, it has, you know, they have the parking lot get together in the evenings back at the hotel. There's a couple of hotels that are like, I don't what you call it sponsored or approved hotels. Um, and that's where everyone stays. And so everyone just hangs out in the parking lot because the weather's nice. Usually, uh, it's warm. It's, it's just, you know, a lot of camaraderie and, and good times. And, and so it's a good show in that respect. Um, catch up with a lot of people that you don't get to see, you know, cause I'm 2000 miles away from most of the people there. So yeah, it's a good, uh, good show. And, uh, yeah, we, oh, I got to sit in on a panel uh, interview. They did like a tech talk with, you know, some quote unquote experts. And uh, Joe Torres asked me last minute if I wanted to sit in with, with the heavy hitters, you know, Jeff Ismail and Mike Moore and, and uh, Sean Barber. And, um, oh, man, I hope I don't forget anybody. Uh, I don't remember all it was there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I forgot you. Um, yeah. So, you know, they let me sit in and, and pretend to talk about stuff that I know about. Uh, so it was good. It was nice. You know, it was funny how many, uh, those guys in the audience weren't familiar with me. Um, so on one hand, people know all about parts, you know, they'd recognize Binder Boneyard, but they weren't familiar with Dan Hayes. And so, uh, you know, there was some people connecting the dots and they're like, Oh, you're that asshole from Facebook. And so, yeah, uh, it was good. Uh, and I'm okay with that. I, I'd rather people know the binder boneyard and, and less of me. 
but uh anyway um yeah it, it was good it was it was fun to sit in on that and and um you know get perspective from from the other other builders in the business and and it was a good time um so yeah we wrapped up that show and then what did we do I want to say we just loaded up what was left, which wasn't very much. Oh, and we picked up a, another job, um, frame off restoration on a, a 68 travel all for Matt. Uh, we're going to be starting that here pretty soon. Um, that's one of those ones that, uh, you know, we worked on it five years ago. The guy really liked it, ended up selling it on bring a trailer because uh, he needed the money and then it got passed around a bunch of times i think matt's like the fourth buyer since it hit or third buyer since it hit bring a trailer and he got messed up a little more and a little more between each owner you know it's got a hamilton fuel system on it and for whatever reason fiddling with it um it, it barely runs now and it's got weird issues and someone tried to fix the rust and the cowl with a bunch of fiberglass patching and it just looks like hell and, and whatever. So Matt's having us do all the rust repair and go through the motor and, you know, a bunch of things like that. So anyway, uh, it'll be a good job and, and I'm happy to keep that truck on the road because it is a, it's a great example of what a 68 travel wall is supposed to be. Um, so yeah, so we loaded up Matt's, project and luckily we'd sold almost everything we took i couldn't believe you know two shows in two weeks it, it drained us um and i was happy i mean that we needed to make money to to offset the cost of the trip which was ridiculous driving to maine was a, a dumb idea in the budget side of it because we spent like 900 dollars in diesel um which yeah i shouldn't have done but josie'd never been to maine uh, I hadn't been to camp in four or five years, so it was like, what the heck? Um, we probably won't do that again. Uh, if we want to go to Maine next, I will probably fly. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, um, picked up Matt's travel all and then just started our way back. Uh, pretty uneventful trip. No trailer flats, no truck flats, no problems. Uh, just powered our way back across the country um yeah yeah i mean it's getting to the point where i don't have as nearly as many problems on the road as i as i used to and uh so so our trips are getting a little less eventful uh which i'm okay with so anyway um yeah so the recap uh if you want to go to some good shows hit homecoming hit nationals if you're in the midwest uh, or within a day's drive of the Midwest. Uh, I think this year they've changed, uh, nationals is early. I think it's in June and it's corresponding with the red power roundup, which is a tractor show, which I, I really want to go to. I've never been to red power. And so, um, I think it's going to be going to be a good time. And then I believe, um, homecoming is in August again, like it, it usually is. So, uh, I'm going to burn a lot of diesel this next year going to shows, but, uh, you know, it's worth it when you get out there and 
meet people and shake some hands and do some stuff. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, that was it. So hopefully you guys, uh, if I saw you at the shows, thank you. Um, glad to meet you. Thanks for coming up. And, uh, if I didn't see you at the show, then I catch you next time. So anyway, uh, we'll wrap this one up. So, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm Dan from Binder Bone Garden.